Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. I don't know, Brandon. Are we ready? Let's do it. (laughs) We're going to bring up a topic that is definitely, you said, polarizing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a juicy topic. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) I am here with my friend. Um, and business partner, uh, Brandon Patrick, you've heard him before. He's also um, over on co-host The Betrayed, The Addicted and The Expert. He's the expert. I did not name him the expert in this episode because it just didn't work out with the topic. Um, I feel like I'm 12. Why are we talking I, about I know, it? Ashlyn, like, look at you. <laughs> Yeah, like you should have seen the way you changed. It's like, okay, we're talking about masturbation. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is weird. This is, yeah. Because and you know what I'm thinking, Brandon. Okay, I didn't say we're today. We're talking about masturbation. Okay. Okay, you said it now. I said it. <laughs> we're gonna um, go. We're gonna go there. Yeah, but what I'm thinking of is years ago, sitting in your office. And we're talking about, you know, how can we help people after they've gone through betrayal and addiction and pornography and whatever. I'm that girl on the other side going. And I remember you talking about this topic and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, there's other points to it, Ashlyn. And it was just so scary to me. Like, it's just a no, like, we're just not talking about it. And we're just, no, there's not other viewpoints. It's so uncomfortable and it's hurt me so bad. I don't want to change my view on it. Yeah. So uh, I have personal experience, Ashlyn, where um, I was raised in a way where it's just a no and yes. it's bad and it causes destruction. It destroys relationships and, and all of this stuff. And I personally have have shifted a lot through my years of doing this work and uh, and come to some realizations that um that maybe the things that I've been taught haven't been that healthy or that helpful. And so but, but it's a very kind of uh <laughs> no pun intended. It's a very touchy subject. Um <laughs> and, and and yeah, that's a bad joke, I know. <laughs> It's a very touchy subject because there's a lot of rigidity, religiosity, and just a lot of of shoulds around the topic on top of on top of the feelings of betrayal and mistrust with, with couples who have dealt with with betrayal trauma and things like that. And so um, it's a very tricky um, subject to talk about. And so I think in, in many ways we've avoided it. We've avoided the topic. I for sure have. I know you've yeah. been more open about it, but I've avoided it too, though. Like, um, because I think there's repercussions to come out and say something like masturbation is is healthy and okay, um, because that's scary and that is hard to hear for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I think, I think 
there's reasons why it's kind of tricky to talk about it, Ashton, but I'd really like to talk about some things about it that I've learned, um, some things that I know that are important to look at and, and be aware of. Mm-hmm. So, so I just want to say before we really dive into it, um, some of my audience would probably be wondering why on earth this is a hard topic for us yeah. um, or uncomfortable because they were raised in a place where it wasn't this taboo thing. It was not a, this is a hard no. And maybe they're even in a relationship where it's just an open, there's not a, there's not the pain behind it. There's not the shame behind it. Yeah. It's just part of the relationship. And yet then I have a large portion of my audience who has been betrayed and it often includes the masturbation factor with pornography um, or another person. And so it's, it's absolutely a touchy subject, like you said, and could be triggering. And so as much as I want people to be here and to be listening, I also want to protect it and say, if it's too much and you're feeling it too, then come back to it, come back to it when you feel a little bit more ready. Right. But I'd also challenge you to listen because if you stay stuck in, in the way that you're thinking and you're getting certain consequences in your life that, that aren't working out for you, maybe shifting paradigm a little bit could be really healthy and good for you, even if it's hard to listen to this and hard yeah. to go there. Um, I, know, I know for me, that's what had to happen. And it's been very beneficial to shift my paradigm a, a lot. Sure. So, um, so did you know that there, well, I want to tell you about a couple of things. And I can tell you what, well, I won't tell you what religions came up with this stuff, but um, both of these came from a religion that created certain products. So one religion created a product where if you got an erection and you're, you know, contemplating masturbation, you could stick this thing on yourself and it would cool your erection down like pretty, pretty quickly so that you didn't masturbate. So it would stop you from masturbating. Um, There's another thing created where um, it it was a type of underwear that you could wear that you could urinate without touching your penis. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the point is, is you you don't want to be tempted to masturbate, but you need to urinate. So, Mm. yeah. Um, Now, why do you think I'm bringing this up, Ashlyn? Well, one, I think it's interesting that religions created these things, mm-hmm. um, but also it's the, what's the word, like stifling, shut it down, shut down your sexuality or, yeah, let's start there. Why are yeah. you bringing it up? Well, because it comes back to, I think the in many ways, the the question is, is, is masturbation a sin and is masturbation destructive to relationships or are the views about masturbation the thing that's causing the pain and the destruction mm-hmm. um and the and, secrets and, like uh, you know i i do think that that's important to bring up it's sometimes for me the women i get to work with it's not always about the actual act like the act we can kind of work around and 
it's it definitely can be painful and hurt us and we have narratives around it but it's often just those stupid lies and the secrets and the hiding well that's a, but but ashen that's like finley some fife when we interviewed her she said something pretty profound she said the issue isn't the sexuality the issue is the lack of transparency in a relationship yes. and if if both partners could show up transparent honest and open then trust could be there and they could navigate that um but it comes back to why is somebody so shameful mm. and so secretive about something it. like masturbation when it is happening and there's there's a lot there a lot of fear that i'm bad i'm disgusting i'm a sinner i'm going to destroy everything in my life because i'm doing this um so yikes i need to hide that um and and make sure nobody finds out and then that secrecy and those lies just just destroy relationships yeah right and and it is and i do remember her saying like if you could just be open and like this is me and these are my this is who i am right accept that for yourself and for your partner it would open up things and it could at least have the conversation right and and to start to dive into wow i have a lot of beliefs around what's good and what's bad and right all these things the um the most common sexual act on god greens god's green earth is masturbation so like makes sense yeah i mean hello like uh, it's it's the thing that's done most in a sexual way uh, on this oh. earth um you know how many young adolescents boys and girls masturbate um, I don't have the statistics, the exact st statistic, but we've all heard the joke of, you know, like 90% and then 10% laugh or lie about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, but both boys and girls in adolescence yeah. um, masturbate. It's, it's part of sexual development. Um, when, when, you start, when you start hitting puberty, when you start developing, hormones start coming, exploration happens. As exploration happens, you might experience orgasm, um, and that happens. And so if you mix that development with some pretty rigid beliefs about sexuality, or just some pretty awkward, shut down mm -hmm. teaching and learning about sexuality, and you put those two things together, that's the recipe for secrecy. Mm. And it's the recipe for shame of the sec that sex thing is weird and bad and awkward and disgusting yet i'm doing this and i like it i must be weird and bad and awkward and disgusting i better not let anybody know but dang it like i keep doing that because what do you know yeah. i'm a sexual being that is doing this thing because i'm a sexual being it's part of who i am developing and so it puts it puts at a very young age somebody in a position of shame and secrecy. Um, and so then fast forward to a marriage, and if you take those same beliefs into a marriage about who you should be as a sexual being and, and exactly how it should be, and you've already hidden and, and lied and gotten your way through adolescence and growing up and all of those things, you're gonna apply that exact same thing in your marriage because now there's even more to lose, right? Mm -hmm. So, you don't want to hurt your person and there's yeah that goes into it um you know what's crazy is i am remembering 
back before I even started to get help for the betrayal in my own life, I had a friend who was very open with her sexuality in her relationship. And I remember her saying, oh yeah, sometimes I just call or text my husband and say, I'm going to masturbate. I'm missing you. Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, what does that even look like that blew my mind because in my relationship, it was always this negative and bad thing that was bad, not a turn thing. on. Like I was not turned on. Right. Right. By someone who was secretly doing something. And so it started to like, okay, there must be other healthier ways that this is happening. If my, one of my friends is not ashamed and also she's not being secretive. She's telling her husband, like, this yeah, is she's, fun. O- she's very open you. about it. Yeah. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. I want, I want that in a relationship. I'm pretty sure I'll never have that in a relationship. So right. it kind right. of started to, to open me, but it, oh man, it's taken me so many years to, to get through the narratives behind so much of my sexuality and acceptance and, and being open enough to say, and that's yours. And, and you have yours and I have mine. <laughs> you know, you mentioned, Ashlyn, these, these people who might listen and be like, why are they even talking about this? What is the big deal? How do these people who listen to this and don't think it's a big deal have healthy relationships if they're masturbating? And like, how does that even happen, Ashlyn, in our world? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> may, may, maybe, maybe there's something there that we need to look at and challenge mm-hmm. of, you know, we we are taught, I think, um, that sexuality and sex is equivalent to to sin mm-hmm. in many ways, and and so if you, if you don't mind me taking a little bit of a deep dive here, so mm-hmm. so so a lot of like very religious, very structured systems are are very patriarchal, yeah, um, in nature. So you look at religions and there's some toxic masculinity at, at the top of, of that. And with those patriarchal systems, um, they are threatened by femininity. Mm. And femininity is uh, one of the, one of the like, elements of, of healthy, good femininity is sensuality and even sexuality. And so a man who can't handle a woman, so to speak, um, has to shut sexuality down and control it because they're afraid of it because they're afraid that they, they aren't going to be able to, to control themselves and deal with it. Mm. And so on a religious level, they, you know, they, as they get further into this religion, they start creating these constructs around sexuality that are all about force and all about control. Um, and, and I think they actually start to do so much harm in that force and control because I believe, and this is just the gospel according to Brannon, I believe we're created in God's image, which means God is sexual because mm-hmm. we're sexual. Definitely. And, and that sexuality is one of the most beautiful, creative powers that we have that comes directly from God, that is so vulnerable and important to who we are as human beings and just amazing. And um, when, re- when religious or these rigid beliefs come in and say, you better hide that. You better 
not be who you are, mm -hmm. what does that do, right? It creates this whole, like, I've been working in betrayal, trauma, and sex addiction for years, and I see this conglomerate of highly religious and, and uh, you know, sexual rejection and self-rejection and trying to be good enough and righteous enough as a sexual being, but that leads to more relapse and it leads to more acting out and all this stuff. It, that, that, it doesn't work. Um, it doesn't create freedom and peace to, 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 to try to force yourself to be who you're not, mm -hmm. right? So anyways, there's my tangent. No, oh, it's um, a good tangent. <laughs> I mean, whether you're religious or not, I think we come with some beliefs around good and bad, what is sexually good and bad. And that is a part of our sexuality. And so I think for me, I have, I don't have tons of regrets, right? But I definitely wish I could have done things a little differently for myself and for past relationships of just allowing myself to be curious. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that. And the year that I said, you know, this year I'm going to be curious, my world blew up because I, I didn't shut myself down on everything. I allowed myself to sit in it or mm -hmm. to look up different opinions or to ask friends that thought different than me. Well, you know, help, help me have eyes to see. And, um, I, by doing that, by being curious, <laughs> I unraveled so many crazy beliefs that I didn't even know were inside of me, but they were ruling my life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of it, you know, steeped in shame. And it's been a lot of um, therapy <laughs> and unraveling for me to really find all parts of me, not just yeah. like, I like to hike. I like to do that. No, it's like, I am a sexual being yeah. and th those parts I had to find yeah. and, yes. and to allow myself to, th this is me. I love, I love that Ashlyn. And I, I've seen you in that transformation, um, like very much so. Um, but I think to, to challenge those thoughts and to look at, at, at something different, it requires some courage because well, yeah, like, yeah. It's, I think I have very, there's memories based around masturbation that were painful for me. So mm -hmm. like traumatic memories. And then I'm saying, I'm going to be curious and decide if this is something that is healthy and can right. be healthy when it hurt me so much. So it right. was, it was scary for sure. And so anyone who's choosing to step into that, keep stepping like maybe you don't change your mind and that's okay. But being curious and being open to even accepting others, if, if you don't want to change your stance on masturbation, just being open enough to see that there might be other ways of looking at it. Uh, you know, I think there's this fear of it that's out there that's like, well, if I don't force um, sobriety, and I say that in quotation marks, if I don't force sobriety, meaning I don't force myself to be righteous enough to not masturbate, then like I'm gonna like rub myself raw. Mm. Um, I'm going to it, masturbate all the time. It's never gonna stop. 
And because the freedom. But, well, because now I have I have the permission, the go ahead, the you know, like let's do this. Um, when, <laughs> in fact, Ashlyn, and this is interesting, I could tell you about a client who was trying so hard not to masturbate. And he, he was like, he was hiding from his wife and he was trying not to masturbate and he was masturbating like twice a month. Um, and so I said, well, why don't you just be honest with your wife that you want to masturbate, um, be open with her and be honest with yourself that you want to masturbate, try to let go of the guilt of it and see what happens. And you know what happened? He started masturbating less. I've heard this story <laughs> in so many different ways scenarios like yeah. it's, it's like i want to do that thing so bad and then you give me permission like, eh, it I took a, it him. took away a lot of the dopamine hit because it was like this isn't naughty and dangerous and scary anymore this is just like ah eh, yeah like <laughs> i you know um i do remember i have a friend who they they've been through the betrayal they've been through that scenario and done a lot of those beliefs right so they get to the point where like let's just be open and honest. If you want to masturbate, um, I think their rule was, um, like if you want to masturbate, like try to get me involved, like, see if I'm interested, okay. you okay. know, like, let's see if we want to have sex. And if I don't want to have sex, go do your thing. Right. Right. And permission granted. Right. And they ended up having sex more <laughs> and he, he stopped masturbating. <laughs> like, what do you know? And it's like, Oh, so maybe just include me or yeah, here's your permission. Like, um, I had a question, I get this frequently and maybe we, it's a touchy subject again, but <laughs> the idea that, okay, so I'm the once betrayed who masturbation was included and it included pornography. I think there is a difference, okay. like, mm -hmm. right. Um, but to say, okay, part of your sobriety is no masturbation. And that's something that couples decide and with their therapist or whatever, right? It's not like a one size fits all. Okay. So no masturbation. But then the woman who's been betrayed is like, but I get to, but you don't. And then um, it gets this, it gets kind of tricky. <laughs> so, so, so in this scenario, um, already I'm hearing red flags like everywhere with that, that scenario that you gave where where is he so he needs to show up in the scenario with his honest truth not with compliance not with somebody else telling him what sobriety is and how he should work his recovery and all this stuff um he needs he needs to make that decision for himself first and foremost does masturbation work for me does it not work for me am i okay with it is it you know is it something is it a sin is it something i'm really going to try not to do is it something that i'm going to be open and okay with um so um therefore if he chooses to to not masturbate and she's masturbating there's not a double standard there because he's choosing that for his recovery do you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. that makes um sense. if if she's coming to him and saying, you better not masturbate or I'll divorce you because you've betrayed me and that's terrifying, um, I'd ask her to really check on some things. What really is terrifying is probably the lack of transparency and honesty and openness that they've had in their relationship. And um, for her to have boundaries around that instead of around, you know, where he puts his hands, so to speak. Yeah. Um, 
Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. And it's, it's like, I do this all the time and you know, it's what's right in front of my face. Okay. Masturbation is right in front of my face. When he masturbates, that's what hurts me. Yeah. That's what hurts me. But really underneath it, that iceberg of like feelings and pain and fear and desire to connect with them is what I really am trying to convey. And it doesn't right. come out that way. <laughs> right. And, and what she's really wanting is strength and trust and a, a man who can own his masculinity and who he is mm-hmm. and not somebody who's floundering in manipulation and weakness. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, now, now I do want to speak a little bit to the difference between men and women okay. um, because men and women are very different. And so the way men and women masturbate is very different. Um, women, women have sexual fantasy and, mm-hmm. um, and do have have visualization and things like that, but men do much more so. Men are more visual, um, and so what that means is men are also more um, focused on the result and the outcome, um, where women are more focused on the ec- experience and the sensuality. So when you think of sensuality, you think of things like silk and candles and, mm-hmm. and music and all that stuff is about being in the moment. Yeah. Using your senses, using your senses and experiencing your body. Um, and so sensuality is important for a man, but uh, the nature of masculinity is to get results. Right. And so if a man is visualizing something and fantasizing to get an orgasm, that's scary. It's scary to a partner who's saying, I want you to be faithful to me Mm. because I'm worried now that there you are like in your lust, just, you know, who knows what you're thinking about over there to get yourself to orgasm, right? Where a a woman, um, I'm not saying there's not any fantasy there, but from a woman's point of view, if she's exploring her body and she's exploring her sexuality it usually is less threatening to a man. Um, in fact, oftentimes I've heard guys say, I like that. Yeah. I, li- I like that my wife's masturbating. Um, and so I- I'm not saying that uh, it's okay for a woman to masturbate and not okay for a man. What I'm saying is it's, un- it's important to understand the differences yeah. And to navigate those things and talk about those things and, and, and also key. give each other spoken, some leeway. Spoken yeah. agreements, right? Of yes. Like, okay, you're going to have some agreement around masturbation, but what does it actually look like? And right. I think that's where you can feel. The more I have those clarifying questions answered, the more safe I feel. Even if it was something that in the years past, I would have been totally terrified. It would have freaked you out. Yeah. But it's the honesty and transparency that just like, oh, I can handle this because I can trust, I can trust me and I can trust you. Right. Um, You're open about your sexuality. I'm open about mine. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So I took, I don't know if you ever took this. It's that erotic blueprint test. And it talks about what Mm -hmm. your, it's from, uh, the Netflix goop. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yes. So they had this gal on, um, who does this template and you take the test and it tells you, you know, your type of sexual template. And it was fascinating for me 
Um, I did that after my divorce and just to realize like, okay, this all makes sense to me. And it helped me open up that idea, but it, it's a lot of goes along with the idea of what you're saying. Like music can turn me on yeah. rather than a video or right. pornography that for someone who is visual, that's, that's their jam. I'm right. not as visual. Right. right. I like the sensory stuff. And so, yeah. Um, why am I telling you that? I shouldn't. Well, have. no, no, this is actually really get personal there, but this is helpful, Ashton, for people to understand. Like, okay. If, like, if I go look at porn, that might be, that might break some other things, mm -hmm. other boundaries in my marriage that don't work for both of us. Right. right. Um, it doesn't mean that. I'm that on my arousal template porn might might be on there right mm -hmm. do you see what I'm saying yeah and so if porn's on my arousal template it would be awesome in my relationship for me to be open and honest about that and and also manage myself to not go and look at porn because um because I realize that it breaks some other boundaries in our relationship do, do you see what I'm saying yes and so coming back to your your comment is getting to know yourself and what's on that arousal template and understanding that with no shame yes is beautiful and okay yeah right there was um, um uh sex with emily has a podcast and she has mm -hmm. this yes no maybe list and it's like tons of different sexual acts i guess to go through and just yes no maybe right. and it was kind of cool to be like there's hardly any no's here for me there was three no's. There was a lot of maybes. Isn't that interesting? But it was, it was fascinating because for me for so long, it was just like, it's, it's this or it's that. It's right. this or that. And it was so scary to think of other things, but I really appreciate what you're saying because I remember you saying that years ago to me, like you can have this on your sexual template, but that doesn't mean you're going to go and do it. Yeah. And that really kind of blew my mind. Like, oh, so something that could turn me on doesn't necessarily, I don't need that. You know, Ashton, it's so, it's so simple if you think about it. It's like, like we're so programmed to, to apply force and control to something that we're scared of. Mm -hmm. And so we're trained to be scared of our own sexuality. So then we apply force and control. And I like what I've, I've experienced and what I've seen is when people actually apply self-compassion and self-acceptance and love then they step into their power they 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 step into choice what what they want to choose in their life so they love themselves first and fully accept that then they get to choose rather than have to choose a certain way and if that force and control is the thing that's dictating their sexuality it's going to come out sideways mm. or it's going to shut down so hard that they get depressed or shut down in all kinds of ways um, and so I actually believe, you know, treating sex addiction for so long, I believe one of the big missing pieces to the whole equation, and this is, this is like a paradox to the max here, is that for recovery to actually happen for somebody struggling with a sex addiction, they have to accept their sexuality and love them, their sexuality and love who they are as a sexual being. And um, know who they are. Like, I yeah. feel like so many who I've been able to, you know, communicate with, they, the, the addict side will say it's, it's her, she's a prude. She's this, she's that. And maybe they are, I was for sure. 
However, sure. guess what? They were stuck in there like tunnel vision. This is what sex is and sex equals this. Exactly. And so it's, it was both sides. And that really, for me, I avoided healing my sexuality for so long because of the pain. And it was just so scary to me. And I felt pushed and pressured to do it. But when I finally started to do it, um, to see that the other side is going, okay, I've got a lot of issues <laughs> here yeah. that I didn't even know I had Yeah, yep. by me choosing to work through me. So, you know, um, Ashlyn, what you said, like you mix the combination of, of, a, of a man who has a ton of sexual shame about who they are. They've been hiding for years and then discovery happens in a relationship and betrayal trauma happens. And it's like, look, um, your sexuality has now hurt me and hurt us. Yeah. It proves all of these beliefs true that your sexuality is bad and it's wrong and it causes pain. And the problem is your sexuality. And so it's scary for the partner, for the betrayed partner to have somebody like a therapist say, it's good for him to accept his sexuality and to be open and honest totally. about it. That's, that's scary. scary. And it's also scary for him because he he's it, it's been proven true to him that his sexuality is is scary and harmful and so like don't tell me that i'm supposed to be honest and open mm -hmm. and accept my sexuality yet it it's the linchpin to real recovery i think in in many ways so well uh, absolutely i say often i waited too long i waited too long to feel safe enough to work through and find my sexual goddess in myself Right. And I do have regret around that. Right. Because it just, I let the fear rule my world and I wasn't choosing to do it. I didn't even choose to do it for me in the beginning. It was like, just like, can we just shut up about this? And right. I'll, I'll do it. But the minute I start doing it, it was like, oh, this is for me. Yeah. What am I, why have I been avoiding this thing for so long? So, yeah. um, I did a podcast with um, a Dr. Tara and she's um, sex therapist. And, and she talked about sexual meditation and, and using that to explore. Okay. So whether you choose to do it with a partner or you do it alone, it gives you that opportunity. It's very intentional. It's, it can be so beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. use your senses. It doesn't need to be this like, let's go watch porn. Let's right. go to a club. Like it really is this very private and, and beautiful thing to explore your body so that you can have a better sex life with your partner. Yes. Right. And so whether they're there and part of it and seeing, oh, this is how your body works. Okay. Um, how many women I, I talk about sex every September, but also every month. I can't tell you how many women in my age bracket, so over 40, have one, never orgasmed, and two, don't even understand how their body works. It's crazy. And, it's crazy. and I get it because it was right. just like, you just don't touch and you don't look. Right. And but, to, yeah, it's just, it's heartbreaking. That makes me um, sad. It yeah. is because it's such a beautiful part of a relationship with self and a partner that and it's just a, it's such a beautiful part of life. Yes. You know? And so it just, I want people to have that. And I think you can do it in such a safe and beautiful way that is, 
inclusive to your partner and, and not have the shame and the guilt and the secrets behind it. And yeah. it can open up that place in your sexual being to feel real love. And like, they, they know my body, they know me, they're yes. caring for me. Yes. But how are we going to do that without exploring? Right. That, you know, Ashlyn, the best medicine for good girl syndrome is good, healthy masturbation, uh, good, healthy, guilt-free, shame-free masturbation. And so it's like, it, it you're, you're kind of, it's exposure therapy yeah. is what it is. It's the very thing you're afraid of is what you need to step into. And, and, and then when you, when you masturbate, you have a good experience and you realize, oh my gosh, the world didn't fall apart. You realize, oh, like these, these thoughts and these beliefs that shut me down sexually and make me feel naughty and disgusting and mm -hmm. perverted and whatever it is, they don't have to be there. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many women I've heard say, I did my sexual meditation. I explored. And it was the first time I enjoyed that pleasure. And yeah. it's like, because they know their body, they're getting right. to know their own body and right. to be able to say, this is what I would love and, and be a part of it. Yeah. Um, Chances are that will lead to more intimacy with yes. their partner, not less. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, yeah, that would be my challenge to the listeners. If you were like me, if you're art, if you, you know, I've been there where it was terrifying. It was so bad and it was so painful for me to even think about going and doing that. Right. Um, to now being able to say there's no shame, which blows my mind. And this came before I left religion, just right. for those who were like, well, it's cause she's not in religion. Um, no, I, I worked through that while in religion and right. it was for someone like me who has that scrupulosity, you have scrupulosity where it's like, mm -hmm. it's right or it's wrong. And it's right. very, very hard to find the middle ground. Right. Um, I could, right. I could right. not see Ashlyn talking about this. Wasn't that difficult. Was it? <laughs> um, <gasps> I think I just yeah. get so nervous for the listener more. Than you know, I you know, it's funny, like we'll, backlash from this. Chances are we will get some, um, I, I actually, I love it. I hate because, it <laughs> because it shows, well, it shows the other side, you know, and if we get comments, like I got comments on my Instagram, I was talking about healthy masturbation and it was from some very religious, um, people. And they were saying things like, what makes you the moral authority on whether people can masturbate or not? And, you know, like I, I, I appreciate those comments because it kind of shows where we're coming from and it shows the other side of things. And, mm -hmm. And you know what? Those people absolutely probably, I've been them. Yeah, they they, they believe they're fighting for good. They believe that they're, they're, they're trying to promote righteousness. And so good on them. But I would invite them to be open a little bit and to shifting their paradigm just a little bit yeah. and see what happens. It's not that scary. I've learned that the minute I become defensive, is it as the minute I need to slow down? Yeah, and look at something. Yeah, like yeah. why? Why do I feel yeah. so strongly about this? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So, um, my, I, I don't think we're saying go masturbate. I, I think we're saying go figure out 
what your go, beliefs go, are. But, but we are saying go love yourself. Yeah. Love who you are and accept who you are. And maybe it's just staring in the mirror. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many girls don't even know what it looks like down there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, maybe you just need to look. Take a look. That's the start, first step. Start there. Yeah. I mean, if you're there, you probably didn't listen to this episode, but you might have. I don't know. And if any guys listening to this, you know, who's who's struggled with sex addiction or whatever, what we're not saying is you have permission to go masturbate and then then lie about it and manipulate yeah. and say like, well, Brandon and Ashlyn said I can masturbate. That's yeah, but no. we, we <laughs> said be transparent, be honest, own who you are. Yeah. Um, be, a, be a strong husband and a strong man is what we're saying. And you said in the, in earlier, your, your beliefs and boundaries may lead you to, it's not a thing for us. Yeah. Who knows? And it may be, it is a thing for like, it just, it's, you're still your decision within yourself and your relationship. Yes. Just, yes. Just talking about it over here. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks, for Ashlyn. Making me uncomfortable and possibly <laughs> everyone else. No. <laughs> That was fun. That's one of my you favorite know. topics. So. I don't think it's my favorite. My though. wife says I thrive in awkwardness. So maybe it's true. I don't know. And I'm like running going. Ah! <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.